Well, I must admit, I love the Christmas season. I love all the things about it. I love the lights. I love the, the, the trees. I love the things that take place during this time of year. Uh, in fact, my favorite thing is when Thanksgiving is over and the countdown to Christmas begins. Now, our, our kids gave us an opportunity this morning to kind of uh, uh, get a taste of, of what it really means to enter into this, this time of year. And it's always a, a cool thing. There's so many traditions that we have. Uh, as I look back on the memories uh, of Christmas's past for me, I remember the lights and the trees, of course, and Santa and reindeer. Uh, I remember setting up the nativity scene uh, with my family. I remember the wonder of the angels. And I don't know about you, but in your nativity scene, I always wondered... When we were setting it up, there was, you know, you get Joseph and you have Mary and, and you have the animals. And, and we always set up this angel. And, and on our nativity scene, I was always, I always wondered why they named the angel. Because across the angel, her name was Gloria. And I thought, well, that's just interesting. You know, they named the angel, but not the rest of the characters in the nativity scene. And uh, so that made me wonder as a child uh, why, why Gloria got special treatment. <laughs> I remember the, the wise men and the shepherds. Mary and Joseph, and of course, the gift of a baby. But this was no ordinary baby. This was a baby with a mission. There's something about childhood excitement and the anticipation that dims as we... I think sometimes the anticipation dims as we get older. Uh, But as you saw this morning, I, I was looking out at your faces as our kids came forward. And it's amazing to me how... We start to smile. We start to kind of get that Christmas spirit, get that anticipation. Uh, The wonder in our children's eyes during this time of the year is something truly special and something to celebrate. Psalms 19, 1 through 4 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Well, maybe you've heard the phrase, wonder is a wonder to wonder about. I actually was reading that and I had never heard it, but maybe you have heard that phrase. In fact, there are many awesome moments in our life in which God meets with each one of us. He meets us in our highest of highs. He meets us in our lowest of lows. There are times and places and events when we know that God is real. I've had those experiences in my life. I know that that when God just is, is so real, the sense of his presence is so powerful. And during this time of the year, I think I think sometimes as we get older, we kind of we kind of miss that. And and, and as I, I have three kids and as I look at them and as I wonder Um, sometimes what they're thinking as we're setting up the manger scene or as uh, we come to church, as we read the story of Jesus, uh, the wonder in their eyes, I I, I think it it catches, doesn't it? I know as they come up here and sing and as they proclaim this gift that God has given us, something inside me is stirred in in that moment. And I think it is for a lot of us during this time of the year. It's amazing the lengths that God will go to to make himself known to us, his created people, isn't it? We read it throughout the scriptures. 
God longs to be known by us. He takes great pains to reveal himself through the wonder of visions, through the wonder of images, through angelic visits, like Gloria, for instance. Through dreams, through earthquakes, through soft winds, through thick clouds, through burning bushes, through columns of smoke, and through audible voice. His burning desire is to connect with us. And I think at no time during the year is it more relevant and is it more powerful than during the Christmas season. But there's a connection of ages that is taking place here, a bridge from the old to the new. As Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says, In the past, God spoke to our people through the prophets. He spoke at many times and he spoke in many different ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his Son. He is the one whom God appointed to receive all things. God made everything through him. The Son is gleaming brightness of God's glory. He is the exact likeness of God's being. He uses his powerful word to hold all things together. He provided the way for people to be made pure from sin. Then he sat down at the right hand of the king, the majesty in heaven. What powerful words from Hebrews. This and every Christmas season we celebrate the culmination of this longing to be known. And what seems to be a very small event, a baby was born. All the fullness of the invisible God dwelt in him. Uh, one of the authors that I love to read, his name is Don Everts, and he was actually a speaker at uh, Chick, which stands for Covenant High in Christ. It was in a, a youth conference that we went to uh, this past summer. And in his book um, called God in the Flesh, he, he talks about Jesus and this moment in this manger. And I love it. He, called, he says that God unleashed his fleshy baby plan on humanity. I love that. He unleashed his fleshy baby plan on humanity in a small, out-of-the-way town, and he was about to real, reveal himself to an extent that no one could imagine. Our, our children this morning gave voice to that fleshy baby plan. And I love that. And probably in a more powerful way than anything that we could say or do this morning. The voices of children proclaiming this, this fleshy baby plan, proclaiming God's truth, pro- proclaiming this gift that we, we have this opportunity to receive this time of year. And, and what an amazing, amazing gift it is. John 3.16, which, which was sang for us, and you all know it, but I think it really explains what it, what it means, uh, this gift that God has given us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Is that not the Christmas message? Is that not what we've heard this morning? He came as a baby, God in the flesh, a baby that cried and giggled. I think sometimes we forget the the, the human side of Jesus. He came as a baby that cried and giggled, a baby that crawled, then walked, a baby that cooed, then talked, 
A baby that learned and grew every decision that he made, every lesson that he taught, every conversation that he had, tells us about God and directs us toward our Father in heaven. His posture, his manner of heart, his attitude, his outlook, his pace, which is something I think we can learn during this time of the year as our pace seems to get faster and faster. His emotions, his birth, his life, his death, all reveal God through this amazing fleshy baby plan. There's a story that took place the day after Christmas at a church in Rockford, Illinois. Mike was looking at the nativity scene outside of the church when he had noticed that the baby Jesus was was missing. Immediately, Mike became enraged, frustrated. He turned toward the church ready to call the police. But as he was about to do so, he saw a little child with a red wagon. And in that red wagon was baby Jesus. And Mike walked up to this child and said, Excuse me, where, where did you get that, that, that baby? And the child replied, Well, I got him from the church right over there. And Mike asked, And why, why did you take him? With a smile, the child said, Well, about a week before Christmas, I went over and I prayed to Jesus. And I told him that if he would bring me a red wagon, that I would take him for a ride around the block. <laughs> I'm like... Boy, that says it all right there, doesn't it? Not that we want to, you know, steal Jesus from our church nativity scenes, but it is an amazing thing that this child was doing in reality. That he was able to, to, he, he had a prayer to Jesus, and he didn't just leave Jesus in the manger scene. And my prayer for us is that we wouldn't do that this holiday season. That he wouldn't just be a child sitting in a manger scene but that we, in essence, would take him around the block, that we would take hold of this gift, that we would sense his presence in our lives, that God would use this opportunity in this time of the year to meet with us. In another way, he has revealed himself to us in this fleshy baby plan, that God would be a part of our lives as we go from this place, that he would meet us, this infant, that he would meet us at our work, at our schools, as we gather together to celebrate with family, as we're shopping at the mall, as we're uh, losing our parking spot to somebody who just happens to slip in just ahead of us, that God would meet us during this time of year, that this plan that he reveals to us would be something that would penetrate our hearts, that it wouldn't be just another Christmas, but it would be a Christmas where God reveals himself to us in a powerful way. And there is no better, no better instance in seeing that than seeing children. And for me, I think that's when the Christmas season starts to kick in, when I have that childlike faith, when I have that childlike wonder, and God meets me in those moments. And I hope that he meets you Amen. this holiday season. Amen.